unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. In the next scene, they explain that he was faking it. He was he was so giving her could, a fake blessing so she to put her at ease. Yeah. So she could calm down just so she could rinse her hair out or something like that. And that's the thing. That's that's what was so sly is they prime you early on in the episode. They say, because he says something along the lines of, it was so easy to just make up. Yeah. Uh-huh. To just fake it. And they prime so you so that later when Brenda is given a blessing by authoritative figures oh, in the church. I didn't even consider that. Then you're that thinking, a fake blessing. yeah, it's you're like, oh, it's fake. easy for them to fake. Oh, no. See, it's just so sly and subtle. And it's just like. Jab, 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 jab. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating to see. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Saints Unscripted. So we've already done two episodes reacting to uh, the first four. <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> the first four episodes of Under the Banner of Heaven. And we were like, we should probably just make one more to finish it off. So yeah. as much as we really don't care to. <laughs> Here yeah. we are anyway. So Didn't well, get scared away. Yeah, we, we did all finish it, right? Yeah. We all yeah. watched it. Yeah, we all watched um, it. And we're going to talk about episodes five, six, and seven mm-hmm. today. Maybe I'll just kick things off with because I feel like a lot of people might might look at us reacting to this, or look at like Latter Day Saints reacting to this stuff, and just be like, "Oh, you know, they're not attacking your faith, like." This is just an honest critique, you know, which I think is kind of what what the creators have claimed, more or less. But, like, here's the thing. There are so many just little things, and big things, but, but especially little things, littered throughout this series. And you wouldn't really pick up on those unless you're... Unless you're a member. Yeah. Yeah. To everyone else, though, it's just like, oh, that seems weird. Yeah. These people are weird. Like, so so it might not even be conscious. You're just watching it, and Uh your impression overall is how weird we are. Yeah. So, like, one thing from one of these episodes that we're reviewing today is one of the characters, I think it's Detective Pyrie, he says, he says the phrase, We'll get him back to you faster than you can say Lamanite three times fast. How's that? There are so many things like that that just serve to make us look weird that I honestly, I don't know how else to take this series other than an attack on our faith. Like, I honestly, I don't know what else it is. I mean, it is other things, but... What's what's interesting to me is my... By the time I finished it, I mean, all throughout I had, you know, all these awful, like, the jabs that you're talking about. Um, But by the time it was done, and you see the way Jeb decides to... uh, Internally, he he abandons his faith, mm-hmm. but externally, he just con- decides to continue living it out. Like, what's the harm in uh, his his mentality? Is what's the harm in continuing to do these things? I mean, they're still part of me. They're part of my culture. They're part of my family. It doesn't mean I have to assign any power to them, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of his mentality. And because of that, like after after it ended in that way, my impression was that it's the show was not geared towards convincing people to leave the church. It's almost like it was a it was geared towards people who were already thinking about leaving and saying this is a healthy way for you to leave. 
to like let go internally mm-hmm. completely like yeah. that whole like cry it out and then you're free but it's also like why is that the best route and i feel like the agenda that is advanced is if you are public about this your family will be destroyed because True. the church is it does kind that, of instill yeah. a little bit of fear yeah if the brethren smell any doubt i'll be single maybe by fall for leaving yeah it's just it seems very subtle like there are a lot of really subtle things in there maybe maybe should we jump into each episode yeah let's yeah. try let's try so episode five this was all our alerts this is the the one mighty and strong uh-huh. right first of all i think we need to do an episode on that i don't i don't mm. know anything about this john taylor prophecy about god raising up one mighty and strong mm. um, and that becomes like a huge focal point of the rest of the series because they believe that like Ron Lafferty is the chosen one to bring back polygamy or something. I have no, like to, to to bring back God's true laws or whatever. You, Ron, are our one. Um, almost like a second Joseph Smith, so to speak. Um, I've never even heard of that before, but obviously it's probably a thing otherwise this wouldn't exist so um, well and, and that's one of the things is they take just like a lot of like random snippets right like and they blow it up for example under the banner of heaven the name of the show i just read this last oh, week i didn't know about it it's a quotation okay. in the peacemaker right no well it's it's from john taylor wilford woodruff is who it's attributed to but uh that's actually not true at all it's actually comes from a salt lake tribune article from like the 1850s or, or 1880s or something like that. So it's not firsthand. It's actually a summary of a talk that was given in general conference or whatever. But there are other summaries of the talk. There's the Salt Lake Tribune one, which at the time was kind of like now notoriously critical of our faith. Mm-hmm. And you read their review of the talk and it's just very kind of snide and, and snippy. Mm-hmm. And then you read like a more full account of uh, the talk. And uh, those words never appear. Ranged under the banner of heaven, like really, that that's that wasn't even part of his talk. And uh-huh. actually, the intent of the talk was very pro cooperation with government. Right. So, for those who are unfamiliar with the phrase, yeah, it, it's they 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 pin it like the armies of God will be ranged under the banner of heaven against the government. Right. If yeah. if we're not allowed to practice our faith peacefully, it's basically it's a declaration of war against oppression and and governing powers so if you read the full so, account so that, of the so talk that's what it's saying yeah you read the full account of the talk it doesn't give that impression nearly as strongly as you would think and i think there's even a, a footnote in krakauer's book that this show is based on under the banner of heaven saying hey by the way <laughs> <laughs> this this comes from this salt lake tribune uh, article uh, anyways just, just okay, okay. stuff like that this yeah. is one thing i think is is huge about I that I've thought about a lot while watching it is that people who are not really familiar with our faith um like watch it and think okay weird odd kind of creepy and then that's it that's how they that's how that's how they are left feeling Mm -hmm. right and I just feel like the details I don't know like I remember one time uh, when I was watching and then my husband doesn't he didn't want to watch it but he's like 
He's like, okay, but do they make it clear that they're, like, excommunicated, that they're not part of it when all this happens? And then I'm like, yes, but also, like, people who don't really know or aren't really familiar, like, might still think FLDS is kind it's, of LDS, kind of is the same. And It's they hard don't really, to differentiate yeah, the two. Yeah, even though, like, Detective Pyre will say things like, oh, no, that's not part of it, that's not us, like, that's definitely not us. But I still feel like if you aren't internal, don't actually know what's going on, then you still might be confused about what it is. Right. And I think that's the hard thing is because the whole show is about this really dark side of Mormonism. Um, these Even if even if they're offshoots, they're, mm-hmm. they still consider themselves part of Mormonism, right? So it's that's what the focal point of the show is. And so how and when and where they're going to make it look positive and and good for people, it's like those moments are going to be few and far between. Brenda's family. <laughs> right. It's Brenda's family. Her, her dad. They're yeah. the yeah. only healthy aspects mm-hmm. of Mormonism ever presented. Like that yeah. scene where he sits down with uh, with Alan yeah. and he plays Love Lifts Us Up Where We Belong and makes him eat chocolate. Like, <laughs> like, like that was probably my favorite scene in the whole series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just because it was so strange and quirky. I'm like, a Mormon would do like this. It. How about you? Think you might be able to enjoy a chocolate milk now and then? Yeah. This, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is what he would do. But even then, her dad only shows up like in two three episodes. Times. Yeah. And yeah, not very much. Like, I forgot what he looked like when he came the next time. Yeah, you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that overall, uh, this was a note that I took for episode five. Uh, overall, I don't think garments were portrayed too weirdly. So, with one exception, when um, Ron. Mm-hmm. Has Ron's um, daughter oh, cuts yeah. off the symbols yeah. and then and he puts it on with the blazer. To be fair, I was like, daughter of Ron, like, I don't know what your name is. <laughs> that was a really dumb thing for you to do. Uh-huh. No child would even think no, of they that. Don't know. They wouldn't Children even don't know. know. Yeah. So we should probably explain this. So there are symbols on Latter day Saint temple garments that serve as reminders for you. Uh, to call to mind the covenants that you made in the temple. And to dispose of them, what you do is you cut the symbols out and cut up the symbols, um, and then you can use the remainder of the cloth. For, you can throw it away, you can use it as rag, whatever you want to use it for. But the so, symbols themselves need to be removed mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and, and just as a, a symbol of, you know, kind of retiring just, that you know, article kind of like clothing. how you burn a flag. It's just like a... Yeah, kind just of just like, a, and respectful way of getting rid of something that's sacred to us. Yeah, right. so that's why they're cutting <laughs> symbols out of his garments and he's putting them on. But they're, but they're doing it, on. like, implying that you're no longer worthy of wearing them, so I'm yeah. cut them yeah. out. Yeah, because yeah. he was, he was yeah. getting excommunicated, uh-huh. and while he was gone, the daughter cuts the symbols out of his garments, and he comes home, and he's already unstable. All oh, the kids are hiding from him. He's terrifying. Yeah. And, and that's what he comes home to find, is his daughter has just cut the symbols out of his garments. Yep. And uh, I was like, that was a bad move. Uh, you're going to push this guy right over the edge. Yep. Yeah. And he sure that was, was weird. pushed over the edge. Yeah. So another thing from episode five, it's suggested that Brigham Young kind of orchestrates the death of Joseph Smith because he wants to take power. Yeah. That um, was weird. Like that portrayal of Brigham Young was never not creepy. Right. Yes. I, yes. I still think he's like a Tim Burton character. Oh, hey, my name is not Oswald. It's Penguin. He looks terrifying. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, that whole, the, the way that it's portrayed, I have heard theories about that, that there was a conspiracy on Brigham Young's part to have Joseph killed. Um, and the way that the show portrays it is like, Emma tried to write a letter to Joseph, and uh, some men, I think Porter Rockwell was among them, on behalf of Brigham Young, intercept the letter, 
and then Porter Rockwell memorizes it and then adds some details into it to convince Joseph to go back where they knew he would be killed. Um, and so they orchestrate this scenario where Joseph is murdered. And I don't, I don't actually know enough about that. I do know that Emma sent Joseph a letter, a message, um, but I don't know if we have that letter documented. I don't know, like... There were creative liberties. <laughs> there were, creative liberties taken. There were there. a lot of creative liberties in this show taken. Yeah. But. yeah, and that's the problem with a show that's based on a true story is you don't know. What like, if, true. Yeah, if you're not like a historian, sometimes you're not going to know, is this, did this actually happen? Was mm-hmm. this letter actually written? Did leaders of the church actually give this blessing word for word to, to Brenda? Yeah, I was yeah. just going to bring that part up. That part is the one that we, Taylor and I were talking about right before it filmed. Is like, she was the only person there that could have told it, but she's dead. So that's just the thing. Take it with a grain of salt when you see these things that raise your eyebrow a little bit. Totally. Um, another thing, oh, this was so sly. This was so slick in this episode. So, um, Detective Pyrie. Six. Okay. Uh, oh. Is that okay? Six. Can I jump yeah, to six? Yeah, let's go to six. Yeah, okay. So, um, Detective Pyrie, there's this really weird scene where it feels like whenever they portray something that's like sacred to us, they put a twist on it to make it really weird. Very so like, yeah. so like a priesthood blessing, but it's gonna be <sighs> a fake bath. one to his aging mother in while she's naked in, in the, the bathtub. Yeah. I was like so so confused what was happening. Yes, me too. Like, and the next scene they explain that he was faking. He it. was he was so giving her could, a fake blessing so she to could put her at ease. Yeah. So she could calm down just so she could rinse her hair out or something like that. And that's the thing. That's that's what was so sly is they prime you early on in the episode. They say, because he says something along the lines of, it was so easy to just make up. Yeah, uh-huh. To just fake it. And they prime so you so that later when Brenda is given a blessing by authoritative figures oh, in the church. I didn't even consider that. Then you're that thinking, blessing. yeah, it's you're like, oh, it's fake. easy for them to fake. Oh, no. See, it's just so sly and subtle. And it's just like. Jab, 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 jab. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating to see. Okay, mm. let's talk about also another scene that has to do with naked people in water. Oh, <laughs> do we have to talk about that scene? <laughs> All I can say is that um, it was so scary, creepy, weird. Well, that's another yeah. example of like taking something that a lot of religions is important to a lot of religions. Baptism. baptism yeah, and making right. it so creepy. Making it really creepy. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was a scene where Ron Lafferty goes up north to Oregon? find this, it's Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah, he goes, but they're like a fringe Latter Day Saint group. Mm-hmm. A man it seems like it's just their households, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, this man thought he was a prophet, and he was reinstituting polygamy and stuff like that. And they drink wine, uh-huh. and it was weird. But the whole idea of uh, this this fringe group who's trying to reincorporate polygamy, um, Ron Lafferty gets involved with this group of you know, fringe Mormons who uh, belong to, like, the Dream Mine. Mm. What's so funny is I've heard stories about the Dream Mine, and I've almost suggested several times we try to make an episode on it. Just I think we should. Just because I thought it was interesting, <laughs> yeah. but then it showed you, up in this show. It. <laughs> then it shows up, and I was like, what? Like, I didn't know these people were involved with Ron, but it's this whole fringe group who think that they're waiting for, like, a second Joseph Smith figure, the one mighty and strong or whatever. Ron. I believe that you may be our one. And that this mine is going to bring forth all this treasure to save the church in the last days. They're led by this guy named Prophet Onias. What is this? Revelations? 
Revelations delivered by this man here, Prophet Onias. I've waited a long time to meet you. And he says a lot of weird stuff throughout the show. And one particular thing that I thought was like really creepy, and I just want to clarify for everyone watching, because I was confused. When he says something like, Satan founded the black race when he taught Cain to place his seed into the beasts. And I thought that that was like the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in my life. So, <laughs> so I ended up looking it up. And this is actually not a Mormon teaching. This like is a teaching called the Serpent Seed. Doctrine that goes all the way back to like Gnostic ancient Christianity, like Constantinople, Constantine times when everyone was trying to figure out what Christianity was all about. This was a teaching that was declared heresy back then. And it found uh, a resurgence in the early 1800s with like the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacy and stuff. They started huh. teaching that the serpent um, actually was the father of Cain. When he beguiled Eve to take the fruit, that's actually what happened. They actually had a child together. And that was Cain. And so that Cain and all of his posterity were actually children of Satan. Wow. So that's where that comes wow. from. It's not a Mormon thing. Uh, but it did find resurgence in the early 1800s and probably some fringe groups of Mormonism at some point. The more you know. Yeah, the more you know. So, the more you wish you didn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the dream mind thing is, I looked it up as well because I was so interested in it. And you can see it on Google Maps mm -hmm. in the foothills of Springville. Yeah. And I also ran across, so there are these books called Messages of the First Presidency. And they're just messages from church leaders over the years. And um, in one of them, I was looking for something totally unrelated. And I caught the word dream mind in there. And I was like, oh. Turn to that page, and and it's church leaders denouncing it. Like, yeah. don't don't put your money towards this because it's venture. never it has never borne any fruit at yeah. all. Like nothing valuable has ever come out of this mine, and it's so sad because there's still a <laughs> bunch of people like working. Oh my god, it's a cool building though. It is cool, and I think it's an interesting story. It was founded by this guy who had these weird visions. Yeah, a bishop uh, or something. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now episode seven. Okay, so. Um, Brigham Young, um, apparently, I was kind of surprised by how blatantly they showed him or, or uh, orchestrating and commanding the Mountain Meadows Massacre. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's no evidence to suggest that that happened that way. Quite a good amount of evidence to the contrary. Right. So, We've done episodes on this for yeah. Faith and Beliefs. Go, where go we talk check about out our, it. there's two episodes on the Mountain Meadows Massacre, and you can check those out. Please do. Yes. Yeah. It was horrible, but... What not. else from episode seven? Uh, uh, well, generally we need to talk about Detective Pyrie's descent away yeah. from the church. Yeah. Um, and it, it sort of, as the, as the series goes along, you can see the breakdown every time Alan opens up his mouth to introduce some off-the-wall, unrelated historical <laughs> event. Uh, you can see, like, the gears in Detective Pyrie's head working, like, oh, I've never heard this before, and... You know, it kind of builds, and by the time you get to the last three episodes, he's openly saying things like, like the like, F word. Yeah, yeah, he, he screams the yeah. F word. What the? Because he's so frustrated. Um, but and I mean, like, there are probably members. I mean, there are members of our faith who are strong, active, whatever, and say cuss words like that mm -hmm. just happens. But it's the fact that he was so adamant of never cussing right. and then it was a symbolic it moment yeah. right yeah. it was a, a moment where he was like finally rejecting a lot of what he had been raised with 
But there's that moment he pulls a book from the evidence room that was in Alan Lafferty's house, and Alan Lafferty had already left the church, so he pulls this book that Alan had called uh, Mormonism, Shadow or Reality, which is a real book. Um, but he's like reading this book, and suddenly it's like this, this watching him read it he just like opens up and he instantly like starts weeping yeah. in the car and i'm like this is a little hey a, li- you, a little fast a little overblown anything by gerald and sandra tanner <laughs> will just immediately annihilate just, your testimony oh. it's like so sad about it but his descent away from the church like it's almost so unbelievably rapid and there was never any attempt to cling to faith on his part yeah i mean i feel like the first few episodes, it was more like, question, like, I'm not sure yet. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to put that away like, and move forward. Yeah, but then it once that part, it was kind of like, okay, yep, <laughs> goodbye. Just yeah. descend down the stairs. And the way that his wife treats him, too. Um, oh, so like, bad. So She's so cruel about yeah, it. Cause I there's, can't believe. There's the scene where he's in his car in his garage, just like crying uncontrollably. Right. right? And he's reading it in private because he doesn't want his wife to know yeah. he's reading it. Yeah. And then she, I think she comes out into the garage too, I think. Yeah. And she's like talking to him. She says something like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this, but I cannot do this with you. And then like a little bit later she says, I married a man of faith and that's who I plan to raise them with, whether that's you or somebody else. Which is probably the span of, like, two days in this... Right. So, like, yeah. the first sign of doubt on her husband's part, as if, as far as we can tell, he's been, like, like straight arrow his entire mm-hmm. life, all the way up until this point. And, like, the first sign of doubt, within 12 hours, she's, like, threatening divorce. Uh-huh. And tells him to go bear his testimony. Yeah, right. and she says, what? we're going to go to my parents' house right now. Oh, yeah, she, she leaves like, are you kidding yeah, me? She, she leaves him for, like, a day. We're like, I'm going to take the girls because I can't continue to subject them to this. I'm like, subject them to what? He's not even saying or doing yeah. anything. So as ridiculous as it all is, it the reason it was written this way is no doubt because similar mentalities exist. Mm-hmm. Like, even today, as a church generally, it's true. We do need to handle doubts and faith uh, crises, faith transitions, faith journeys, however you want to characterize it. We need to ha- do better at handling those yeah especially on when it's our loved one i'm trying to think like if she would have reacted in such a different way like more loving more like you know talk me through what's what's what your problems are like you don't know where he would have ended up in that situation Mm -hmm. not saying that that would have stopped him from his end result but like but he wouldn't have been so devastated by her yeah terrified (laughs) Uh, yeah it would have made it easier for sure yeah it's it, we don't want to minimalize or no because this any faith crises that people are going through right it's just frustrating to see like there wasn't much of a struggle I feel like it's like he yeah. just uncritically believed everything that was that. fed to him mm-hmm. which I'm I mean here's my thing is like our history is difficult enough without having to add. You know, oh, Brigham Young plotted against... Jo- like, we have difficult stuff as it is. Why do you got to add all this confusion <laughs> over things that aren't true? Because together, we can do anything. It's just unnecessary. But anyways, we, 
we of course respect everyone's agency and, right. and those who leave, you know, we wish you the best. But um, because a lot of these historical issues are hard for people to mm -hmm. come to yeah. terms with, which is why we spend so much time on this show trying to normalize talking about the controversial history and just getting it out there. Because most of the time, what's the hardest about it is having never heard it before. Anyway, so that's why we spend so much time on Faith and Beliefs and on the main show trying to normalize our weird controversial history. The thing is, like, if you leave, we respect that. That's your choice. But we want you to do it, like, with your eyes wide open, with good information. Right. Because it's just like... Just, just like you should investigate the church when you're joining, you should also investigate the church you're if you're leaving, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're happy to help you with that. I mean, of course, we're biased because we're all believing members of the church. But if you have questions, I mean, shoot us a message online. Mm -hmm. Taylor has a public Facebook page. You don't, need to, you don't need to declare that from the house. <laughs> it's declared. He, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just, want it. If you follow me, I'm just going to post more embarrassing photos of David <laughs> made on the Faith and Beliefs show. So. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyways, well, ultimately, I think... All of this, this is why I feel like this show wasn't geared at convincing people to leave. Because it's almost like Detective Pyrie is not meant to be a believable character. It's like he's a representation of what people have already gotten through. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's try it's like he's trying to be relatable to people who have already encountered information and are upset about it. It offers basically a solution for people who have the same struggles as Detective Pyrie. It's like, hey, you can stay with your family this way if you treat it. If you if you go about it this way, then like it's still like yeah. The, you can, you it can was the, the part that parents, um, guess, is what Detective Taba says like there's this song that we sing, like this Native American song that's like religious. And he still sings it sometimes, even though he doesn't believe anymore. And he's like, it brings me comfort, you know, sometimes to return to what was comforting to you before. Yeah, even if it has no power for me, yeah. it still reminds me of my family and my home. Yeah. See, but here's the thing. I have a problem with that approach, like that solution to oh, the issue. Yeah, we're not okay. saying it's the best. Because, <laughs> I mean, because now he's lying to his wife, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Like she he's was going to leave him, and so he's like, I don't want you to leave me, so now I'm going to lie to you for the rest of our marriage. Yeah. Like that. I, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> the way that it ended, I didn't. I guess I didn't get the impression that he was going to lie to his wife. Because there was a moment, like, when they're about, when he comes home, right? It kind and, of seemed like she understood uh, a little bit. What right. Was like, but she knew what, still, what yeah. he was feeling, because they, they stand around to have family prayer. And instead of calling on someone to say a prayer like he normally would have done, he just says, okay, who's going to do the honors? And one of the daughters volunteers. Mm -hmm. So instead of taking the, oh. the patriarchal leadership role, he steps down mm. and he says, we're still going to have family prayer, but I'm not going to be a part oh, of the decision. So it's like hmm. it kind of sets it up in a way that he's openly stepping away a little bit. But based on his wife's reactions thus far... To his crisis of faith, True. do you think she would have been okay with that? Like, Probably okay not. with him faking it? <laughs> I don't know. No? I mean, maybe, maybe in a few years, if he slowly is trying to say, like, hey, I can still be a good husband to you. I don't know. And that was I, the interesting thing to me is that it did end with, like, a, a message of hope yeah. in that situation. So it didn't feel like it was so, like, dark and sick anymore. <laughs> you know? Like, it didn't give me that sick feeling. Like, it was kind of... Uh, relieving to see that they weren't just being like, 
leave the church. It's toxic and evil and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. But it was like, it can still be good because it's part of who you are. But you don't have to take everything literally. Is kind of what the, the message yeah. was to me at the end, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it would have been too blatant otherwise. Like, if they had just made it, like, ah, oh, leave the church and rebel against the man, you know? <laughs> like, everybody would have been like, oh, okay, like, this makes sense. This is coming from a former member of the church that has a chip on his shoulder. But I don't think he wanted to be that obvious about it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just... And a way trickier than we thought it was. Maybe yeah. I'm not being as generous as I should be. I don't know. It was very interesting. Yeah, Maybe Tyson probably... can put this earlier, but we didn't mention the the general authority shaking off the dust uh, of his feet. Oh, yeah. we do. Okay. I don't know how much we need what? to talk about that, but <laughs> it was just so just dramatic. Happened, yeah. Where was, the, he was, like, so sassy about it, too. Just like, yeah. Does that deserve an episode? Do we need to talk about that? Maybe. Uh, because I know probably earlier on in the church it was a thing. More of a thing than it is now. I don't think it would have been. (laughs) I don't think that ever would have happened. Anytime there's like a general authority, a leader of the church, it's just always like kind of dark and creepy. And and they talk all whimsically and wispy. Brother Pyrie, I was impressed upon by the Holy Spirit to speak with you. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fool, Harry Potter. Like nobody talks. Very condescending. Uh Very condescending. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that hasn't been my experience talking with general mm-hmm. authorities. I worked uh, in the area office in New Zealand for a while oh, okay. under the area presidency there. Elder something, he used to be a BYU quarterback and he ended up oh. as a leader there. He was the nicest guy ever. He wrote me a letter of recommendation. Wow. That's glowing. <laughs> He's a great guy. I, he would come around the office and shake hands with people and say hi and just like totally contrary to... I mean, maybe there are some leaders right. that are I'm, like this. I'm sorry but... if you've encountered general authorities who act like that. I hope that yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. But... Usually they're really cool. Chill. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we have to end this up. Yeah. We have to wrap it up. We're okay. just talking a lot. Okay, my takeaway, I guess, trying to like wear the lens of both me, myself as an active member, and then also other people who either may not know about the church or have left and are watching it from that perspective, is that... A lot of the situations that we see that are hard in the show, like encounters with uh, authorities or um, faith crises or anything like that, like that happens to people, I think, in many different types of religions and organizations. But like even within our church, I know there's people who have faith crises. I know there's people who um, have bad experiences with leadership because we're human and or you even know. or even have radicalized families. Uh huh. And but then they're but like we just need to know that that's not the center of what we believe. That's not the that's, gospel. It's not the norm either. Yeah. And for everyone who has encountered difficult things about church history, it's really important to not take anything at face value. No matter how much you're struggling, you should definitely do your research. Like try to get every aspect, every point of view, and don't just go running out at the first sign of doubt, I say, I guess. And if you know someone who's beginning to doubt, don't treat them the way his wife treated him. We understand if you're going through faith crises, like Detective Pyrie, but don't treat it the way Detective Pyrie treated it. Mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah. Here's my final thought. Andrew, Gar- <laughs> Andrew Garfield... If you're watching this and you're seeing, like, believing Latter-day Saints react to this and you are you are at all wondering, like, hmm, maybe there are things about this faith that, that I didn't quite understand, 
uh, shoot us a message, you know? Come on our show if you want to. That'll never happen in a trillion years. But uh, we'd love to talk to you and, and answer some of your questions. And this is never, ever going to happen. But I feel cool talking, talking, to, <laughs> talking to Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Anyways, overall, I was pretty disappointed with this series. But, you know, what else is new <laughs> when it comes to media portrayals of our faith? But nonetheless, all the best to everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, the actors are really good actors. Yeah. 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 We can say that about it. The writing was a little hokey. All right, let's put a button on this thing. Okay. Let's be done. We love you guys. I want to throw my notes out. Finally. (laughs) Delete the notes. Bye. Thanks for watching. Yeah, comment your thoughts if you have any, if you watched it. Sorry, Tyson. This is a long episode. (laughs) So sorry. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.